On this episode of the Last King Podcast, it's video game heavy. We've got Evo Japan 2019, Far Cry New Dawn, and of course, Anthem. Hello, and once again, welcome to the Last King Podcast. Hi. There we go. <laughs> Hello. Hey. Hey, guess who's back? It's Mr. Toffee, all the way from... Hey, what's up? All the way, Japan. All the way yeah, from Jap- Evo Japan? <laughs> no, no, not, not Evo Japan. Oh. Um, I did visit Japan, though, but not for Evo Japan, though. You know, I, that's very interesting and all, but what everybody on the last game was to know is, how was the massage? <laughs> <laughs> jiggle physics is awesome. <laughs> and speaking of jiggle physics, let's go straight into that it. That was a wonderful segue, and I don't <laughs> care if it was accidental or not. <laughs> Yeah. Well, so yeah, we should talk about Evil Japan 2019. Yes, welcome which just to the segment last where I say nothing at all and let these two old men <laughs> talk about it. Uh, let's be fair. I mean, you did see a couple of matches, right, Tom? I saw the one, like the one, the Tekken, the match. one that mattered. Yeah, yeah, the one that mattered. The one yeah. where okay, let's uh, get out of the way. I don't really follow any esports at all. I mean, I'm aware of them. It's just I've never gone on my way to watch it. So this is my first ever match to watch. And boy, how it was it something to watch. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it was Arslan Ash versus AK. AK. Yeah, from the Philippines. Yeah, Pakistan versus the Philippines. What in, an epic match. Yeah. It was beautiful. In a yeah. game no- normally dominated by the local Japanese players. It was, yeah. Speaking of which, right? I mean, for a person who is casual in terms of uh, esports and let alone fighting games, yeah. for you to actually be interested <laughs> in something like this goes to show how much, like, you know, potential fighting games has in esports because I'm pretty sure like if you were to watch like an entire round of Dota you would have lost interest like 5 minutes in well yeah because a round of Dota is what 4 hours long Mm -hmm. or even longer I've got shit to do man like I mean I struggle to watch PUBG games and that's like the PUBG those are hella boring because it's a lot of people just hiding in trees it's a bunch of guys camping (laughs) you can only multicam it and also I think Overwatch is still a big thing for as an esport. It's super fast. Everything yeah, goes doing, by like, in a heartbeat. I don't know what it's called, but like in Halo you had the Forge mode where you could like, you know, see top down what the fuck was going I on. Know what you mean, yeah. It's just like this is just frenetic bullshit, whereas at least with fighting games it's very clear what's going on. Because it's basically, you're either watching something that's very similar to, say, a boxing match. And yeah. you are very, uh, it's very clear what's going on because it's basically, you have a life bar there. <laughs> yeah. You have a timer and you have, like, you know, basically punches and kicks. Which... And the special meter fills up so you can clearly see what's going to happen next. And every time the hits confirm, you get to see the fireworks, like, you know, like the little red things coming out. Ah, the yes. fireworks. You know, big, boxing yeah. would really be improved by particle physics. And tigers. Absolutely. <laughs> Speaking and of the bear in a pink hat. Tigers, fireballs. Tiger projectiles yeah. improve everything. Absolutely. So, I mean, like... Even real tigers. Even real tigers. <laughs> Imagine that. Imagine it's just like the Hangover movie, like after Mike Tyson punches a guy, his tiger mauls him. Ooh. <laughs> That's the combo. <laughs> now, I would love to watch that. Yeah, you're, you're giving Harada-san ideas for a new character. Now, you Tekken can't because he now. already appears in Street Fighter as uh, M. Bison slash Balrog uh, for all you yes, yes. Westerners out there <laughs> who don't know the hey. difference. Now, not your fault, you M. know. Bison. I'm really annoyed by the fact that Till this day, it's been like five Street Fighters and they still don't want to revert the names. Okay, but uh, so Evil took place over the weekend, probably the marquee fighting game tournament in Japan as of now. Okay, usurping Togeki, which unfortunately Enterbrain didn't know how to manage because I'm pretty it's sure... It's not around, yeah. It's not around anymore. I mean, uh, also for you Westerners out there, it, yeah, it's called the Super Battle Opera because, you know... It's such a beautifully metal name. It's so Japanese, right? Yeah. <laughs> but also at the same time, I want to say, um, like, it's the start of the Capcom's uh, Pro Tour season, right? With uh, uh, even- Not for this one. I don't think Capcom Pro Tour has counted for this. No, right? Check. No, mm. no, no. It's probably the fight that comes after Evo Japan. What is this? The Capcom Pro Tour is basically Capcom has uh, invested in a league of their own. Where basically, oh. like, who... If you were to win certain key events, which is like inclusive of EVO, uh, Southeast Asia Majors, which happens here in Singapore, uh-huh. uh, and, and a few other like uh, tournaments in America, like Final Round CEO. So it's kind of like an All-Stars League. Basically, but anybody can enter. And then at the end of the day, what you do is you accumulate points, and those with the most points will enter the top bracket for the Capcom Pro Tour. Oh, I see. So it's not just you winning that one tournament. It's the most consistent fighting game player throughout the season, throughout the year. Sounds similar to some sports cup in European football, which I can't remember the name of right now. I mean, I would say, like, 
I can't really think of a sports equivalent right now, but I think it's very similar. But for esports, it's very I mean, common. Yeah. Dota 2 has Super one, Bowl League of Legends has one. Yeah, like a lot of uh, American, like, you know, ball sports, like basketball, where it's like this conference versus this conference. And then, like, the World Series for baseball. And Which, they, yeah. like, America wins every year. They win the World Series every year. I know. Well like, done, America. It's just so much about Australia. <laughs> it's like, we are the world champions. It's like, well, it's because you haven't played Japan yet. Hey, there you go. Apparently, Japan has a killer baseball team. Yeah, but okay, so Evil Japan, John, your initial impressions, what were your thoughts on uh, the second run for Japanese Evil? Well, I definitely had a few, I definitely watched quite a lot of the really top tier matches, like the Guilty Gear Excerpt 1, for example, that was, you can't believe, I mean, I've actually seen people play Chip, and then you got another guy named Summit who basically takes it to a whole new other level. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> and of course, the Tekken 7 as well. And the Street Fighter Five finals wasn't too bad either. I mean, it's all Japan winning in the entire damn thing. But still, it was so fun to watch. To see Season 4 characters, especially my favourite character, Birdie, being played by Fudo, being used like to very, very high tier level, you know? Like, the way he spaces things out and everything against uh, Momochi's Colin. But still, Momochi ended up winning in the end, per se. La. But I like, basically... Again, these are the kind of fights you actually see the best of the best from Japan and South mm. Korea, with especially some on home Americans turf. and all that coming in. Yeah, yeah. and but still, I got, I, I also got to bring up this one thing where Singapore actually did their best in Soul Calibur Six, especially. Oh. I think it was Sen Chan and Shen Yuan who got second and fourth place respectively. Thank they you. went inside, they kicked a lot of ass, they kicked. I think they fought a lot of Hong Kong guys, Japan, Japanese, South Koreans, mm. except except for the France guys. I think there was one guy named Keith. He was actually the best. Um, the best nightmare player right now. Like. Yeah, he, he took and the whole tournament. Keith won Soul Calibur 6. So nightmare, like, oh. is that the weird like gimp suited one? Uh, no, no, that's Voldo. That's Voldo. Oh. Um, nightmare is the is giant ass knight with the big sword. Oh, actually, the big sword I, with the eyeball. I once had a demo of Soul Calibur 2. Yeah, and and I, was think I, I think I played Nightmare. Hey, there you go. That's you know fun. who he is. And yeah, uh, yeah. second place was uh, Shen Chan with Cervantes. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. <laughs> it's actually kind of a weird pick because um, according to him, he's not really a strong character in this particular version of the game but he just likes him like yes that's why you know just go with your favorite character learn his weaknesses and all that well like the one character love and all that hey this it's is the year of uh, choosing mid-tier fighters to uh, yes do <laughs> results. Yeah, pretty much pretty much this is basically the year where every all the theory fighters out there who's been over analyzing and creating all these tier lists and brackets suddenly realize like oh the math is all wrong huh? Apparently, it's yeah, the, it never was about the math. It's it just about matter. how you like know your characters and how to beat them. Yeah, you know, good the fighters are. There you go. Mm -hmm. So uh, I don't know. Uh, any like moments in this evil that took you by surprise, Toffee? Mm, by surprise is definitely the Tekken Seven one. I wasn't expecting Ars Ars uh, Arslan Ars, Ars Ash to actually win the entire <laughs> game, let alone you know get out of losers uh, loser bracket, and that was quite a climb. Like fighting Cherry. I mean, one of the Korean players. Mm. Oh, I saw that. Two Korean players and yeah. um, one American, uh, Jimmy J. Tran. That was crazy stuff, you know, all those fights. With a mid tier character, like you mentioned. Because <laughs> I don't see that much Kazumi play from most of the Tekken World Tour fights. Mm. All I see is like Devil Jin, Jin, Kazuya, and Brian and Jack. I mean, this. And most of these characters are missing in this particular fight. I mean, that's what I especially love about the Tekken match because it's basically not even about tier lists, it's about specialists, it's about people who really know their characters in mm -hmm. and out and also taking it to the highest possible level. And uh, yeah, I totally agree with you. Like, Tekken 7 for Evil Japan, that was definitely the highlight of the entire stream for me. I mean, I would say, like, Street Fighter Five to me, kind of is a little bit played out because you know the thing is they kind of practice this new thing where it's seasonal changes oh yeah I think I've read about yeah. this so instead of like creating new characters per season is basically we're just gonna redo everybody's mechanic and everybody's uh, priorities and like their moves will all change all of a sudden so you're just relearning the same character so it becomes a little bit tedious because the only new character announced for this season was Kage right yeah the evil Ryu just one game, and yeah. he's basically a palette swap of the, of the, the box art hero Oh. So it's like, eh, alright. Is it Nico It's, it's like a wrapped up version of Street Fighter 4's Evil Ryu, more or less. Yeah, I guess. Is it Negan in Street Fighter? Negan is No, no, not. it's Tekken 7. He's gonna oh, be in Tekken. okay. <laughs> so, whoever's gonna main him. <laughs> That'll yeah. be funny. Well done. So, I mean, one thing I really wanted to bring up was, um, 
this came out, I think it was, I'm not sure if it was Event Hubs or if it was the Shoryuken uh, website themselves. Uh, but there was a very drastic drop in attendance for EVO Japan compared to last year. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, you get the marquee games like Street Fighter V, Tekken 7, and like even something as a mainstay as King of Fighters only had 73 entrants from like 539 last year. That's a stupid drop in numbers yeah there it is, is. Yeah. so I mean I don't know if this is sign of the times I mean there's like some speculation uh, because Dragon Ball Fighter Z has now been pulled from tournaments according to some bullshit copyright thing yeah. uh, from Toei Animation I believe from That's from the, the, main the, one. the TV broadcasting corporation not from Bandai Namco and not from the creators or the, the people on the manga but by the, the those who license the TV broadcast, which doesn't make any sense because... That's such a predatory bullshit maneuver. Yeah, I mean, but then again, you also have to understand that even Nintendo is a little bit like, you know, you can't play with my toys too because it's, it a took forever... A little for, bit. Yeah, it took forever for like even Smash to be on the, the main stage of EVO. And then now it's pulled out just for this particular EVO. Yeah, yeah. so it's like... Sad. So we have no Smash Brothers, so we have no Dragon Ball Fighter Z, And yeah. Dragon Ball Fighter Z, we all have... We all can safely say that's the game that's the fighting game to play for the next two or three years and at least the one that's fun to watch it's yeah. the one that's the most fun to watch because okay. yes? I don't give a shit about watching uh, Smash Bros because yeah. like I like particle physics but I can't see what the fuck is going on <laughs> in Smash Bros I don't blame you like the zooming out and the zooming in for Smash Brothers can disorientate quite a number yeah, of people if you, you have... gotta really know the game yeah unless of course they choose one of those bullshit stages that just you know makes it even impossible to but pay like, attention <laughs> because Nintendo has to be special it's not even like a life bar so it's weird percentages yeah true but, like, that. If, if you think oh if it hits 100 then they're oh no you got up to 264% or so whatever bullshit that's meant to be I think we need an entire podcast explaining the Smash Brothers fighting game physics. mechanics <laughs> no, describing every different fighting game out there every fighting game nah it's easy to understand Street Fighter one guy hits another guy whoever ha- has no life bar loses you know and best out of three Smash Brothers see when you use Kirby <laughs> <laughs> you're overpowered you're overpowered unless of course you use Bayonetta but that's for the uh, the, the Wii U release but then now you know like uh, but anyway uh, but I, mean, it's, I think it's safe to say the lack of Dragon Ball Fighter Z means the lack of maybe public interest because I mm-hmm. think out of all the st- like the, the fighting games being streamed right now online like especially on Twitch right Street Fighter will probably pull in about 2,000 3,000 viewers yeah Whereas something like Dragon Ball Fighter Z, like kids don't know how to play the game, they don't know what's going on. But then I think there's enough fans of the series, enough fans of the characters, and the fact that a game like Dragon Ball Fighter Z looks just like the anime is like yeah. watching like an episode of the show. I mean, it's astounding how popular that show carries on. So the fact that they've managed to damn near recreate vegan in an episode of it, <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it's very impressive. Props to uh, who? Uh, Arc System Works. Arc System Works. The guys who gave yeah. us Guilty Gear. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. that's also got a goddamn pedigree as well. Um, maybe the another particular reason why attendance has dropped is probably because of the location change oh, yeah. from Tokyo yeah. to Fukuoka. Which, I mean, I'm not sure about Fukuoka per se, but I've heard a lot of, you know, the Twitter on fighting game for the fighting game site that it's not an, I won't say it's the worst town to be in, but it's more like not ideal for people to travel there, even on bullet train. It's not say. very accessible. So for a uh, entirely ignorant gaijin like me, uh. Where is Fukuoka? Far away. It's cool. after Osaka if you go east to so west, So if you right? imagine the size of something like Japan, which is very centralized, uh-huh. and like there's all these uh, people who, who do play fighting games live within the prefectures surrounding it. Yeah. Then you need to go to another part of your country. Oof. So it would be like moving the Super Bowl away from LA to Santa Barbara. I think it's very similar to uh, the likes of, say you're from England and uh-huh. you need to play a tournament, but instead of having it in England, uh, no, you got to go to Lisbon. Oh. Well, not even that. Probably like uh, Liechtenstein. Like further on, further on. Like even further up. Like, oh. oh, there you go. And you, you got to take like five trains and like they, they don't even have an airport. Or something. Oh, Jesus. No, but the thing is, Fukuoka is kind of famous for their uh, sumo Ramen, scene. Oh, Okay. Which is kind of like a throwback to the old uh, SBO where they would <laughs> like have matches in the Budokan or in like mm-hmm. Saitama Theater. It's like, okay, this is where they have sumo matches. This is So it explains why there were very few female uh, attendees. No, there was two on stage uh, we can talk about. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so apparently Tecmo Koei decided to show off the upcoming game, uh, Dead or Alive 6. From uh-huh. Team Ninja. On, yeah, <laughs> Team Ninja from, uh, yeah, just to show off like bits and pieces of the game just for on stage from the first day of EVO Japan 2019. So what transpired was quite a lot of 
jiggle physics per se from the two graver idols who were presenting the game and commenting while the director was actually talking about the features and mechanics per se. Yeah, so for anyone who doesn't know what Dead or Alive is, if that's the case, like who are you? Where have you been? They're really <laughs> famous for um, their spin-off, the Dead or yeah, Alive Beach Volleyball, which is. You know, apparently a very solid volleyball simulator. Oh yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. It is. It is a very solid volleyball game. <laughs> and we're being very serious here. That's pretty good volleyball action. Part yeah. one, part two, and extreme. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but yeah, there are a lot of uh, female uh, protagonists in the game series. I mean, they, they are from the Dead or Life uh, game series. Yeah. And the thing is, it's ninety percent girls. Oh yeah. It's basically like four dudes, right? It's base. It's uh, there's Bayman. There's um uh, Ryu Hayabusa. There's Hayate. And Hayate, yeah. That's about it. And everyone's a, everyone else is a chick. So yeah, yes. I think there's a guy named Raiden now in the new one, but that's about Who it. Who cares, yeah. bro? Yeah. Yeah. But no one chooses the male characters playing Dead or Alive. Yeah, they pick Lei Fang or Helena. <laughs> like yeah. that was a way to come out to your friends when you were a teenager. What? I'm a Kasumi guy all the way, yo. Because <laughs> yeah. she kicks high. <laughs> but I would say this, right? You know what? Thank you, Dead or Alive, for having the best female representation in fighting games. <laughs> I mean, the way they're represented. Oh. <laughs> How do you like your booby bounties? Oh my god. <laughs> Very floaty. <laughs> yeah. So basically, while the director was, you know, showing off the game, the ladies were showing off a bit of their assets. I mean, in a very PG kind of way, well, I guess. I mean, I'm not sure if it's PG. But PG I mean, with, with that ish. heavy focus on the G for guidance, because... <laughs> <laughs> they were, like, just showing cleavage, they were showing their bums, and um, they were talking about, like... Um, doing I mean some naughty things oh this is very inappropriate or so or okay, so okay Toffee the way you're describing it you're making it sound extremely pornographic it, it they weren't sh- doing that at all okay I mean they were showing like all right. things, but not too much if you were trying to board you would be marched out <laughs> <laughs> yeah pretty much no but I would say this right um, so yes these two gravure, gravure yeah gravure 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 what are you, what are you white anyway gravure. anyway like these two gravure idols were basically just having some fun on stage so okay. very giggly, girly fun. Giggly, jiggly. You know, I mean, oh very wholesome entertainment. <laughs> totally yeah. normal if you're fun Asian. Family. Yeah, there you go. See, that's where babies come from. Ah, oh. but I mean, so the only real controversy is that Twitch. I don't know if it was Twitch or I don't know if it was the actual event organizers. I think it probably. It's the Twitch. event organizers, the event site. Yeah, I think probably because uh, I think the Evo representatives felt that this was a bit too risque for oh, yeah. Twitch audiences. So they actually cut the stream midway through the DOA6 development presentation. When they were showing a bit of the fights and then when uh, the developers had to pause at a particular scene during the photo mode demonstration. And it was a... I mean, in a compromising position. It was compromising. Nah, he was winning. <laughs> I, you had under no impression was anything other than a sexual position, but it can be argued that it's just you know a fighting move. Yeah, yeah. a was, power bomb. It's a power bomb. Yeah. Was that probably the best and worst time? Mm-hmm. And but then I mean I can understand why they cut it because Twitch has become puritanical, which is strange because of all the Twitch thoughts. Hmm. Yeah, well, double standards much. Yeah, you know, like if, as long as you like below three hundred viewers, you're fine. Is that true? Yeah. Well, yeah. it's because it's based on reporting. There's no like algorithm. I guess so. But I mean, then again, like because it didn't cut off for the Japanese stream. Yeah, it was still going on. It was still right? going on, yeah. and you know what? Everybody's just having a jolly old time, a jolly mm-hmm. jiggly giggly old time. Mm-hmm. But then again, you know, like it's not that I want to make any real commentary on what uh, should be deemed offensive or not in this case. But then again, I mean, like, the one thing that I found really annoying was the fact that, like, websites like Kotaku immediately just latch onto this. Like, instead of talking about, like, something as important as, like, Pakistan beating all of Japan and... One or of that the- really awesome <laughs> Guilty Gear excerpt fight. Or, like, and it, like this is the story you I decide mean, to run? it gets the clicks. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I, I'm... Sex sells, la. What are you going to do, right? I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to comment it worked, yeah. whether it was offensive or not or whether you should be offended because, like... I mean, it's I, subjective. It's, it's subjective as fuck. And, you know, if this is something that offends you, then okay. I mean, yeah, fair enough. I uh, do know Team Ninja is going to be getting a lot of pre orders for their <laughs> life because of this. <laughs> Dude, mine's, mine's is on its way already. <laughs> yeah. Uh, shut up. The and, ultimate edition, right? <laughs> shut up and take my money. No, fuck that. No. Like, yeah, was, mean, wasn't there a Life 5 like bullshit for having like a thousand dollars worth of DLC? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just costumes. Like, 
Yeah. Oh, man. Everybody just downloads the nude patch. Anyway. There are a lot of thirsty <laughs> motherfuckers out there. Thirsty. Mm. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, like, this is not the most egregious thing we've seen, even in the last year. But hey, whatever, I understand why they did it. And, I mean, I understand also why uh, trash press like Kotaku latched onto it. Mm. Because, I don't know. Is that Gawker pedigree, yeah? Pretty much, yeah. It's all about clickbait. Anyway, but you know what? Let's end on a positive note. Actually, it's not really going to be a positive note. I mean, I really want to kind of harp on this a little bit. The attendance is very worrisome, especially mm. like in a place like Japan where fighting games, that's the mecca of fighting games. And if anything, like if they don't do the numbers in their home ground, it's like, what is the future we have for fighting games? Because fighting games, like they had their dead cat balance back in Street Fighter 4. And the thing is, right, when Street Fighter 4 launched, every fighting game decided to come out with a sequel and every fighting game made money, they made bank. Mm-hmm. Mortal Kombat came back from nowhere. I know, that was nice. It was part 1, 2, this 3. This was 2011 eight, or 12, uh, uh, like, part 9, right? 2011 like, was part 9. Yes, like Street Fighter 4 came out 2008, then all of a sudden everybody had a fighting game. And then now it kind of seems that, okay, unless you're on the marquee games, or I don't know if it's also like the... I think it's just location-based and um, the fact that... Not many people actually want to fly down considering that there were actually better uh, points gathering uh, tournaments happening in the near future. Like, in the you US. Decide. Like, as an American, yeah. you want to buy a flight ticket all the way to Japan. You want to go for something that's not really CPT worthy or you want to go for somewhere nearby where you can get more seating points. Yeah, I guess. Which would you pick, right? Yeah. But where would the Japanese go? Oh, they go to SEM. They come here to Singapore. Yeah, Singapore. This and uh, there's also Thailand. There's also Jakarta. There's also... Maybe Philippines. I think Philippines is another CPT tour. Maybe, I think. Or it's, te- it's Tekken. Either one. I think it just means that we don't see a centralization of fighting games anymore. I mean, there never was because it's basically my scene versus your scene and then uh-huh. who's the, the best in the world. But yeah. also at the same time, I would say... I don't know if it's also like the fact that it's like becoming so... I mean, it's 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 the esports in it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's like, there's money at stake and for a lot of people... Ugh, um, I don't know. I mean, and also, I think in just comparison, like if you are a young up and coming and you want to get into esports, what are you going to go into? Because the big prize that Aslan won was roughly around twelve thousand US dollars. Probably compared that to yeah. the one point five million you win for the international. Yeah, I learn know which one I would try to also get for League of Legends is about as high as the international, yeah, if I recall. Yeah, but you have to split it amongst three other assholes. That's still five hundred thousand dollars. True that. It's a little bit more, yeah, than compared yeah, to what increasing uh, fighting because, game player wins. Yeah, Steam has nothing other to do than like throw money at these <laughs> like, incels. Well, I know people are doing it for the love, but at the same time, you might have to be a little bit practical when your money, especially if it's your only way of getting income yeah. from winning tournaments, for fighting game tournaments, mind you. Yeah. yeah, I mean, what also surprises me is the fact that this there's another Evo Japan because the first event lost like a lot of money. I mean, Evo Japan isn't a complete shit show, but at the same time, I mean, we got good matches for crying out loud. That's really good stuff. Yeah, but I mean, definitely. Number that what I'm trying to go for is like you know what I really want esports to lose its grasp on the fighting game scene because I mean if you think about to like pure fighting games when it was an independent, community driven like uh, effort, right? Yeah, and like if you think about classic evils, right? Like all the best uh, matches and all the best basically like you know all the best grudge matches, all the drama like that's associated when it's all community driven was way much better when you see all these kids with sponsor shirts going on like. Yeah. I, I start to lose kind of interest in the personalities that we do because there's always that kind of corporate sheen on top well, yeah, of things. I mean, the more sponsors they you have, have to be clean cut, yeah. the less of a personality you're allowed to have. Yeah, you know, which I is mean, why all footballers are fucking boring. <laughs> <laughs> Here you go, and that's why you have guys like K. Brad or uh, Yipes. They used to be very outspoken, for, for say, back in the day, uh, and then they turned to shields for MBCI. I would like to it. thank God and my sponsor for <laughs> making me play this very well. Uh, well, anyway, so you know what? I hope uh, fighting games finds their footing, more or less. Because I mean, the proof in the pudding will be when Evo in Las Vegas comes When around. that happens. I yeah. mean, if yeah. attendance... It will happen, that's for sure. Yeah, well, of course it's going to happen. They paid for it. But if attendance has dropped for that one, then maybe we have cause for concern. They haven't opened up registration yet, right? It's gonna mm, be not yet. M- probably next month or so. Yeah. Ooh, I would not want to be the guy paying for tickets from Japan to, L- to LA. Like, well... If, like, sorry, Las Vegas. Uh, 
the Pro Tour League will be in this EVO, so I think some Japanese players will have to. Yeah, but or at least the sponsors well, will. The sponsored ones, those those were paid for. But yeah. like you know, what I mean, like someone like Arstan Ash, who had to actually just pull together, like you know, the village has to like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, also he's definitely not getting into the states right now. Hey, there you go. In this America, no, nope. no. Nope. But it's okay. Keep him here in Asia. <laughs> stay pure. Stay. Stay. Know. Yeah. Stay hungry. Stay hungry, boy. Exactly. So I mean, speaking uh, of hungry, speaking of hungry, <laughs> people are hungry for new Far Cry. Is that what you're trying to lead into, I sir? I think so. At least Ubisoft seems to think that people want this thing every fucking year. Uh, I mean, they release one every every two years, right? Uh, no. Yeah, yeah. They've well, if you count, you know, the kind of spin-offs, then it's yearly. I mean, it's not. At least it's not Assassin's Creed obnoxious. Yeah, not yet. But I, I feel like after Far Cry New Dawn, we kind of need a bit of a break. Spoilers for our review of Far Cry New Dawn, I guess. Did you just mention Far Cry New Dawn? Because that's the next segment. Yes, I talked <laughs> yes. about Far Cry New Dawn. Okay, so Ubisoft pay us. <laughs> no, they won't. <laughs> anyway, so uh, guys, anybody here like Far Cry Five? Eh. Yeah. I, th- I thought it was alright I didn't actually finish it per se but it's decent I mean I, I mean, did like the, ending the fighting was, I did like the shooting the ending was fucking bonkers <laughs> it was crazy yes wait which ending? Uh, like the real ending the nuclear the, both ending of them, yeah. both of them okay well I mean like you have like the false ending at the beginning which is you know I only did it for the achievement mm-hmm. oh okay <laughs> like, where you don't arrest him and you just walk the fuck out and then of course we're gonna talk about the nuclear option yeah I mean, mm-hmm. I think it's like, after that, that's the only option you have. Do you want to also kind of, I mean, is the nuclear ending kind of like, eh, ever since Call of Duty did it way better in Modern Warfare? Well, it's because that one came out of nowhere. And now it's kind of like, oh, big shock. It's the end of the fucking world with nuclear missiles. All right. It's like even Call of Duty started to outplay that because in Modern Warfare 3, they had three of the bastards. Mm, it was even know. like in the middle no, of the yeah, game. Yeah. And they had to like kill a child or imply the death of a child to make you feel anything anymore. Nah, to me it's all just gimmicks because like the yeah. game is the it's the same game every time. So I don't really see any incentive to play like any Call of Duty after four. I mean, Modern Warfare Two was fine, but then I just totally lost interest. Mm. I mean, like they're now just copying Titanfall in terms of like you know fast-paced combat. So who gives a shit? Yeah, but strangely enough, Titanfall made by the developers of Modern Warfare. Hmm. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> They made all the best ones, then they went off and sold their souls to EA. Hey, there you go. So, uh, speaking of selling your souls, Far Cry 5 <laughs> is a direct sequel, sort of, to... Uh, I mean, New Dawn is narratively connected to Far Cry 5. It's the 5. first narrative sequel, I think, in the Far Cry series. When it comes to... Yeah, when it comes to... like, Because usually, whenever you release the one game after... Uh, it has this habit of just being an opportunity for the developers and the designers to just go nuts. Yeah. So, like, if you all recall, like, the best version of this is definitely Blood, Blood Dragon, Dragon. You know, because, like, when you say reskin, oh boy, <laughs> everything has a different coat of skin and neon lights especially. Yeah, it's like, so we just want to do, like, a small release, nothing too serious. Here's a budget, but we do have sales invitations to go nuts. Okay, I want pink dragons. Sure. Sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fine. They shoot freaking laser beams. Sure. I, I want to get Michael Bean to voice the, the lead That's guy. That's right, yes. Sure. I mean, the guy from Terminator, what's he doing? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> oh, and yeah, then, because he made no money from the Colonial Marines game. Hey, poor that thing. Was same, yeah. no. He could have been in the Blomkamp Alien, but we'll never know. Anyway, uh, then came Primal, which is basically not just a total reskin, but a totally different way to play the game. Yeah. It's like you're finding bow with just bow and arrows, right? In that and, one. Yeah. And big bone clubs. And big bone clubs. Those big, are my favorite. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, you know, we've come so far in technology, but we still portray our ancestors the same way. As, so, like, big dudes with a monobrow and a big fucking bone. Of course, because, you know, Stanley Kubrick was Even right. Even the women. <laughs> Even the women. <laughs> are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so Far Cry New Dawn comes out, and it's basically, like, okay, for me, initial impressions, it's Far Cry 5. Uh, smaller and pinker. Okay. Literally that. With a female antagonist. Two female antagonists. For we once. have Mickey and Lou. Yes. Two. How's the environment this time? Like, how big is the forest? How this is this is a different kind of Hope County, right? Did you play Far Cry Five? Yeah, I did. Yeah, it's Hope County, right? That's it. Yeah. Is it it's the same? same exactly. It's, it's, it's the same level. It's like basically my comparison would be something along the lines of uh, remember Batman: Arkham City. 
Mm-hmm. And then and then they played Arkham Origins and like, oh, it's the same map. Ah, okay. Basically, okay. that's how I felt the entire time because I played a bit of Far Cry 5. Not a fan of the Far Cry series. I mean, I kind of liked 3 because it was just nuts. Oh, yeah, 3 was a lot of fun. Yeah, and then I kind of felt like Far Cry 4 was like, they were just pushing more of the graphical aspect of it. Like, it looked I actually prettier. preferred the villain in part 4, but yeah, I'm, really? on, the, I'm on the same sentiment well, there. Well, I, I yeah. felt a bit more nuanced rather than like just the pure insanity that was vast. Yeah, and then like when Vas. Far Cry 5 came out, like I heard a lot of good things, but it didn't feel like it incentivized me enough to want to like, you know, really dedicate I any mean, time to it. The main thing is that uh, it got some controversy because the main antagonist was... A redneck. Well, you know... A, a Republican? Kinda. Evangelical? An evangelical <laughs> uh, priest. And there was suggested that it might be like a white supremacist cult. And then Ubisoft, because they're pussies, they backed away from that. And so you fight a multicolored horde of Wait, cultists. Wait, you're not allowed to shoot racists in games anymore? Didn't we like kill Nazis since the 90s? Shit, we <laughs> could do that in Red Dead Redemption 2. Mm. Yeah, you could throw dynamite at KKK members. Oh, that's so awesome. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Well, anyway, so Far Cry New Dawn dropped uh, on the 15th of February, and uh, yeah, it's more of the same, but with a few tweaks, I would say. I mean, like, the only major gameplay difference is uh, outposts can, well, you can you be replayed. Out- oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's about it. And they have these uh, kind of uh, expedition missions where you travel to places outside the map, so you get to go to, like... Alcatraz or to this rundown like kind of amusement park. Oh, okay. So oh, right, like, those are the expedition modes, right? Yeah. So it's basically went... like uh, a smaller map, uh-huh. but you just imagine like a giant outpost, and that's it. Okay. So you do the mission, and then you helicopter out. So that, that's about it. Like a few things to kind of like uh, break away from the mundanity, so to speak. I mean, that that's fair enough. Uh, also, you have new weapons, correct? It's pretty much the same. St- okay, the only new you, weapon you can, you can that I use stuff, yeah. is the saw launcher. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. Yeah. So I mean. okay, so basically, boys, pro tip: if, if once you get the saw launcher, don't bother crafting or upgrading anything else. Just get that to max because you get to one shot enemies. Ooh. And the thing is, like, it bounces off surfaces, so it, like. So you can kill multiple enemies. Dude, I shot. A, a saw blade into a window and killed five guys and yeah I totally meant to do that <laughs> <laughs> that's that's exactly how I planned it so yeah, it's like, sure it's like the Can shuriken argue the results. launcher from Painkiller it's mm, it's exactly like uh, the gravity gun from Half-Life Ooh. Like, mm. and the way oh, it yeah. just bounces off things and just like decapitates things like eh, this is actually very satisfying oh, that, <laughs> I want to replay that level just that level <laughs> Maybe you might want to get Far Cry, you know? No, I don't. Just, nah. just replay that level. <laughs> yeah, I'll just play Ravenholm again and again and again. Oh, yeah. Best stage. Oh, yeah. Mm. But then also, um, well, the thing is, uh, for a lot of people who do play the Far Cry games, they were looking forward to the what happens next kind of scenario. Yeah. So story-wise, it's all right, I guess. Okay. And I'm, I'm the wrong guy to ask. Exactly. I was Literally. Just thinking like, so who are going to get to explain the story of Far Cry New Dawn? How about the guy who doesn't give a shit? So if you care <laughs> about story in games, Pastor Jerome comes back and then like uh, Carmina Rai is like one of the first NPCs you meet and she's like the daughter of that Rai couple from Far Cry 5. And right. Oh right. yeah. We had to like fly her to a hospital or something. Herc is back. Sure. Ugh, Herc's I kid or Herc? Herc. Like, I hated okay. Herc so much. <laughs> Uh, and yeah basically the world's a wasteland uh, there's this uh, gang of uh, raiders called the highwaymen led by the aforementioned uh, Mickey and Lou mm-hmm. and basically yeah just you know roam around kill them take outposts scavenge repeat Rinse, so it's repeat. a Far Cry game so it's a Far Cry game uh, but cheaper on cool. a smaller scale and uh, but I like the new animal Oh, yeah, you get uh, Shiba Inu instead of a generic dog. Yeah, Shiba Inu is the best. And, and also, like... Uh, wild Boar. No, Wild Boar, nah. He's actually kind of dumb. Oh. I don't know. I only use the dog. Because in Far Cry 5, you had the dog, the puma, and... The bear. The bear. Yeah. Cheeseburger. I hate... And Cheeseburger was fine. But, like, in one of my missions, he glitched out. So I had to just, like, throw a grenade at him to kill him. I think that's also <laughs> what happened to me. Because when I used the Warthog, I thought he would be, like, a logical, more aggressive, and more damaging, like, uh, pet. But... Apparently, he's, he just wanders off by himself. He's, ah. like, totally useless. Like, at least the Shiba, you know, constantly is looking for you. Mm-hmm. And the mm-hmm. thing is, like, you know, when he picks up weapons or whatever, and you just look down on him, and he's just smiling at you all the time. I know. He's like, you know what? You know what's the best thing? When you get, like, the motorcycle with the side carriage, and he sits there next to you. <laughs> God, that's so cute. <laughs> I can't help but just uh, yeah. look at him. Like, oh, oh, so they actually join you, because that was my main pet peeve in Far Cry 5. 
Yeah. Why, like, they wouldn't get in the car. So you or you're getting on a plane, you're trying to take off, and then... Uh, you actually knock down the dog. When you yeah, off. it just runs into the propeller blade. Like, you stupid fucking animal. <laughs> well, you know, like... Yeah, they, they fixed it. That's good. Yeah. That's good to know. I, don't, I wouldn't say they fixed it. The air is slightly better, I guess. But uh, overall, it's a very nice and tight experience that you can run through for about 8 to 10 hours if you don't really So what about uh, microtransactions? It's there. Cool. Sure, if you want to buy, like, you know, stuff to Don't make the to game buy the easier. Goggles, like the binoculars. You have binoculars? Yeah, that's like one of the core elements of Far Cry. You scope out a place with binoculars first, so you tag everyone, and then you can plan out your stealth action. Oh, you can do that? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't do that at all. <laughs> I just went in guns blazing. Oh, wow. I mean, I'm playing. Oh, wait, wait. So, Shafiq, so is this Far Cry a bit tougher than the past Far Cry's you've played? Or you felt that the web with the weapon options is a bit easier for you? Like I said, <laughs> once you get that saw launcher, <laughs> it's basically all about like where I'm going to stand and how do I bounce this off that water tower to hit that rock to cut that guy's head off to bounce back and cut that other guy's head so off. So, it's geometry the video game. Oh, yeah. It was awesome. Can you imagine if they told you It's like Yahoo like Pool the video game. <laughs> yeah, Yahoo Pool. Oh my god. I said that for a while. It's basically, you're like, and the thing is, right, uh, like when you're telling me you need to scope things out, like, why? <laughs> just, just go in. Go nuts. Uh, you're like a friend I had in school where we played uh, the Total War games. I was like, oh, yeah, you need to plan out like the strategy where you have to have this on the flanks. And now I just select everyone in charge. That usually works. The, yeah. the, the Leroy <laughs> Jenkins method never <laughs> fails sometimes. So, but you have so many losses. Yeah, you just go back and uh, press retrain and you're fine. But, but this is Far Cry. Losses? Dude, <laughs> Leroy Jenkins all the way, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you respawn at the same, um, like just further away from the spot anyway, so it's fine. Yeah, okay, but say challenge wise, uh, yeah, it's decent. What it's fine. What did you play at? Uh, I think normal. I, oh, okay. I, I just blasted right through it. I mean, Fair. I would say this uh, as a standalone game. Uh, it's not exactly a smaller version of Far Cry 5. It is definitely a cut-down version. Mm -hmm. It is for its price. As a standalone game, it's kind of disappointing that they didn't do the natural route of like just going batshit crazy with the creativity and just trying to create its own mini insane world. Yeah, I wonder why that is. Like Maybe there was uh, some kind of cut in some way or there was like a time... I think, like, I'm just speculating here. It's basically, this is probably extra levels, extra missions that they couldn't fit in time <laughs> yeah, for Deadline. Maybe. And they decided to, like, it's too big to just be DLC. They tried to repackage it as a game. But I'm not saying that I mean, I'm, there's nothing cynical about the way, about that at all. It's just basically like, you know what? Since we have this, might as well do something with yeah. it. And I think maybe they kind of worked like uh, a game around it in some, some sort. But mm -hmm. also at the same time, not have to spend too much resources or like work hours on it. But at the same time, I mean, uh, I mean, if you really want to get more Far Cry 5, I mean, like, if you're totally done with Far Cry 5, you've done all the achievements, you've done all the side missions. All the expansions. Yeah, and, and all the DLC, and you just want more all of that. Fishing. Yeah, or if you just want to find out, like, you know, what happens to uh, the world after said ending, then yeah, go ahead. Far Cry New Dawn is for you. But I would not heavily recommend it. I mean, it's... it's you want to give a final score? If I had to score it, I mean, it's a 6 upon 10 or something. Okay. It's a functional That's game. Fair enough. It works. Yeah. It's kind of, you know, it's it's fun for what it is, but... So, it's a Ubisoft game. Like, yeah. There's, Ubisoft games are no longer bad. Like, you can't never say, I had a bad experience with Ubisoft games. It's just kind of like... But they're eh, fine. Yeah. That's it. I mean, like, I can't say there's thing, anything overwhelmingly positive about this, but also at the same time, it's like, if anybody will ask me, like, hey, if I want to get a post-apocalyptic shooter, there's so many, you don't need to get Far Cry New Dawn. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. you can get Borderlands, you can get Metro Exodus, which also launched the same day, which is probably... Yeah, that came out, like, a few days ago, yeah, yeah. on Epic Game Store. It, it came out exactly on the 15th. Those two games were fighting for the same day. Yeah, The post-Valentine's post Day, I mean, <laughs> like, launch. That's either Deep Silver or Ubisoft being very uh, confident. Yeah, but then again, Metro has a bit of a pedigree because every single game is a, is a blockbuster. And I it's stupid to make because Russians cost nothing. <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, but at the same time, so I mean, like the thing is, uh, Far Cry New Dawn did suffer in terms of sales because it only mm. made half as much as what the last uh, expansion did. <sighs> Which is kind Ouch. of weird because like not that many people like Primal. 
Yeah, it kind of got a, not a great critical reception. Yeah, I mean, it was it's like a nice fun experiment in terms of what they can do with the engine. Mm-hmm. But it's weird to think that more people own that game than New Dawn. Yeah. So there you huh. go. Because I think it's safe to say, like, if you want to get a post-apocalyptic shooter, another Metro is out the same day. What are you doing? Save your yeah. money. Get that. Borderlands Two is probably on sale. Get that instead too. One and Two is probably on sale for five dollars again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Shit, the complete Fallout collection for Fallout Four is twenty dollars, and Fallout Seventy Six is going to be free to play soon. Mm-hmm. Where, are we counting down to that? <laughs> I mean, we'll finally give it a positive score. <laughs> yeah, yeah, finally. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, but Jesus. like, yeah. So in general, I would say, uh, save your money. I mean, okay. if you're a fan, go for it. But you know what? you can do better elsewhere. That's fine. I mean, I agree. I mean, benefit of the doubt, but for me, pinch of salt. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm I mean, st- but that's how you should treat literally every single release. Uh, yeah, nowadays, company. you know, it's very weird because like, you know, uh, speaking of games that should have probably spent more time in the lab before they decided to launch it. Oh, yeah. We're going to be yeah. talking about uh, Bioware. Anthem. <laughs> yeah. Basically, Bioware saying, hey, sorry, Andromeda sucks, but they should make up for it. Guys, guys, please stay. <laughs> <laughs> so Bioware course, yeah. decided to not make an RPG well technically an action RPG per se like Destiny yeah you think so? You like think a loot and shoot like a loot and shoot game this basically. is definitely EA saying so the numbers are in Destiny is doing really good numbers I would like to have a Destiny like game <laughs> and then and Bioware is like okay said, sure alright fine I'll try my best I think there was basically like some guy at the EA executive boardroom like threw a dart at like a board and it was like Thunk, uh, Destiny clone, Thunk, Bioware. Makes a phone call. Get on it! <laughs> yeah, I can't remember the Casey Hudson come back to Bioware. He left and then came back yeah, for this. He, yeah. So it was at least a strong enough premise for Hudson to return to where he started. Okay. Which, mm. you know, that should be enough to make you think, okay, maybe it's not going to be a complete fucking disaster. Yeah, I don't think so. And it's like everyone has been extremely anxious about this game. Oh, yeah. Because number. it. I mean, it's always been pretty, but everyone is kind of looking at the gameplay at E3 and wherever else that showcase is going. It looks kind of empty. So, And I can tell you, it definitely is. Um, yeah. I played the final build of the game and yeah, when you get in round 4 Tarsus, it is a fucking crawl, dude, honestly. like You know what? That stuff you say in <coughs> E3 are complete lies. Like You look at this particular version of the Fort Tarsus at the end, you just walk around, get your mission, get back to your... Um, javelin and then you fly out through another load screen it's and busy work it's it's a yeah. lot of busy work yes <clears throat> it's like of all the Bioware hub worlds this is definitely the most empty the most hollow yeah I mean at least and the, the sad thing is Mass Effect had interesting people to talk to but yeah, yeah, and that's a single player game that's like mm. you know you're kind of meant to kind of explore that town per se this is like a game where you kind of need to get in, get your mission, and get out. Yeah. They do. They make the procedure very tiresome. I know Bioware wants to put in like the narrative and the narrative know-how in this kind of game, but there are better ways to do it instead of having the player walk back and forth through a bunch of loading screens and making choices that don't really matter at the end. At the end, all you do is just like you either answer snarkily or you answer positively. That's it. That's yeah. pretty much it. I mean. I will give them props to when you're flying around doing things, your character actually talks like a human being. That's Which, actually not bad. The gameplay itself, yeah. there is promise to that, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. also it means that I don't have to listen to my idiot um, squad mates chatter on uh, voice chat. You do the public option, right? Yeah. Oh, man, you I'm not going to talk to them. <laughs> I will. Uh, I mean, it's not like you have to you know, actually uh, coordinate with anyone. I mean, let's really set this up properly. So Anthem okay. is this game coming out from Bioware. And yeah. Bioware is very famous for Mass Effect games and Dragon Age games. And before and that, Baldur's Gate National as well Republic and, and Baldur's Gate. And Neverwinter Nights, you know. So they're, they did Neverwinter Nights? Yeah. yeah. Oh. So they're the guys who basically can take any license and turn it into a gorgeous RPG. Or Absolutely. they can even do gorgeous RPGs by themselves. I'm still waiting for my sequel to Jade Empire, Bioware. <laughs> anytime <laughs> now. <laughs> so at the same time, uh, Knights of the Real Old Republic, I want more of that well we got KOTOR 2 yeah but I want a KOTOR 3 yeah you know that's not gonna happen fuck Battlefront I want a KOTOR mm-hmm. 3 but that'll never happen because of Disney well no no EA owns a license so they could do it but EA told Bioware you're not allowed to make a KOTOR 3 is that true yeah oh man mm-hmm. uh, 
So, the thing is, they decided to take a sidestep from the usual RPG fare and release an action shooter, loot and shooter in the veins of something like Destiny. Destiny, a- like Division or like 2013's Warframe as well. Or even something. To go back far, yeah. I mean, and the thing is, when you play this game, there's uh, a lot of similarities to those games, which we cannot deny at all. And uh, as much as they try to make it interesting with like the four javelin classes, which is Ranger, uh, Interceptor, Colossus, Colossus, and Storm. Yeah, uh, but you don't really feel any real difference between the four. Well, I mean... Because yeah. it's loot driven. I mean, yeah. like the thing is, like this javelin with a better gun beats that javelin with a worse gun. So, like you know, the but individual the main... attributes don't really seem to add up that much. In main... terms of flight and moving, I felt that the I mean, between the colossus, between the interceptor and the uh, storm, they're they definitely move very different. I mean, yeah, well, movement wise, has to be like the most like flighty. Jumping around. Yeah, it has the most yeah, maneuverability. Yeah, the jumpiest. But I mean, the yeah. thing is, when it comes down to the nitty gritty, which is the battles, right? It's like yeah, the, the shooting. Whoever yeah. has the best gun wins. Yeah, and I mean, literally, I the best strategy I found, if you don't want to take too much damage, is to play as a storm gas sniper rifle. Yeah, and then you could just do Overwatch because you can float, and it yeah. just becomes a point and click game at that point. And you need to float because your shield gets amplified anyway. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. so. Uh, I would say this, right? Anthem to me seems like a game that had a lot of uh, promise yeah. and a lot of time to get ready. But unfortunately... It actually went through a delay, so there's a lot of time. Even, yeah, it even went through a delay. And for some reason, I'm just confused why it didn't stick the landing when it launched twice. Because it had the VIP demo, oh God, yeah. which I was a part of, which was very annoying because the thing is... Yeah. I mean, like, people are complaining mostly about the technical issues and, like, yeah, uh, it's all real. Oh, yeah. yeah. The loading, the... You actually get into another section of a um, a stronghold raid for some reason or other, and sometimes your game can get cut off and the music cuts off as well. So yeah, I mean, I've, I've had the music cut off for me once. For you, right? You yeah. had sound issues. Like for me, I had a lot of desyncing issues, especially when I play uh, missions with friends, and then like for some reason the server decides to kick me out, but I rejoin the game. And the thing is, the enemies don't appear for me, but they're still in the middle of a battle. Oh, so you're just kind of saying like, what's everyone shooting at? Yeah, what's everybody shooting at? And yeah, yeah. everybody's like yelling at me, "Hey, why don't you help?" And like. Help you do what? I don't see anything. So it's like, okay, I see problems like that. And I think it's also... Uh, I mean, the worst story I heard was someone had to uh, reformat their hard drive because it got corrupted by the VIP. And uh, I can verify that because ooh, when I played yeah. the, the VIP demo release, it was doing a lot of things with the uh, SSD I'm running it off because... Oh, like, shit. It was reading about like 600 gigabytes during a, like maybe two hours or three hours of gameplay. Wow. And I'm like thinking to myself... And it was dumping files as well, wasn't it? I mean, I think it's something to do with how they uh, package the VIP demo. Because mm. the thing is, when you enter certain locations, it would unpack the world as you enter those locations. Oh, I see. And then you could see like your hard drive kind of like, you know, uh, bearing the brunt of like, you know, all this unpacking activity going on in the background. Because I know they're trying to make it look as seamless as possible. But even despite that, the loading screens can do get a bit obnoxious. Yeah, I mean- the loading times are at worst, uh, especially when you join a battle, especially on public server like I've been doing. And they try to make you catch up. They say, as oh, a error, you have this many seconds to catch up. If you run out of time, you pop into another loading screen to jump into the battle. Even if you can see the battle <laughs> and you are 40 meters away, like, I'm like, and then you and have, then to, you have to go to cut that load screen. Yeah, yeah that's a lot of issues seconds happening. Where you're going, I don't know, and there's a bit of a fight like, well, shit, here I am. And, and the fight is the over by the time you join in, yes. <laughs> According to the XP screen, I still did the most killing, even though half the time I was stuck in a loading screen. Sure, yeah, because it's just... storms are OP as fuck. Uh, They're fun to play. For now. Well, I like to see that lightning coming down. I think the down. ultimate is definitely far too powerful, because yeah. I know that the ranger, you just have like that rocket... Uh, yeah, the heat seeking thing, missiles. Which is like, it's a one-off shot, whereas the storm can do it like four or five times. About three times or four times. Yeah, yeah. And it can change elements, which is actually good for the game's mechanic because there's a chain system in the game where yeah. you deal more damage. Here's the thing. Uh, there's a combo system. Mm, combo. Yeah. How the fuck does the combo system work? Basically, like, you need to use an elemental attack on something and then you see an icon on top of the enemy. Yeah, Bioware did not explain this properly when you start the game. No. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, and then when you see that primer thing on top, you need to actually follow up with a different elemental attack as a detonator for yeah. more damage. So okay. basically, you need to stack uh, different elements on top of one uh, enemy you're attacking. That's how you get the combo. I mean, and that's why the storm yeah. can do a lot of damage because of the multiple element uh, ultimate. Well, even like your two grenade slots is how I'm calling them. Mm. Like, Because I had like fireball, lightning, fireball, lightning, fireball. Yeah, that's lightning. all you need. 
Uh, I mean, when you get to the higher tier items, you get to see whether it's a combo in, uh, primer or detonator. Nah. You can mix and match and have fun with it. Like for me, uh, during my playthroughs, during the VIP demo, I played as the Colossus because I just wanted to see how tanky it was. Yeah. It wasn't tanky at all. Yeah, I think this is also another miscommunication because people think of Colossus as a tank. No, it's like a heavy weapons platform. Yeah, it's just basically you're slower, but you have like the bigger guns. And then like, and the for, shield as well. Yeah. Yeah, and then for this current, uh, now I'm playing the retail version, I'm using the Ranger because like I want to see how, uh, you know, Jack of all trades it is. And yeah, I would say it's the most well rounded one. But, I mean, the thing is, it still kind of feels like I don't see uh, enough of a difference between the four javelins. Yeah. And the fact that, uh, like, you know, your javelin, the storm, right, mm-hmm. is, like, super overpowered. And the first thing that came to my mind was, like, when is EA going to nerf that? Because we can't have anything too powerful because then nobody's going to buy the exclusive weapons. Yeah, because... <laughs> yeah, we'll see if that happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But I think the day one passion notes said that they are going to increase um like they're gonna limit how many times you can fire off the alt as a storm yeah and quite a number of updates for the day one patch yeah, yeah. Yeah. which is gonna happen in like uh, as of recording maybe two or three days from now yeah yeah so we're also pretty much playing day one version of the game yeah and then pre-day one yeah we're, we're not being busy playing the broken version <laughs> yeah we're not being super um positive positive but i have to say the gameplay loop is pretty damn fun I agree with that. I agree with the fact that this is actually, uh, I mean, if, especially if you have like a bunch of friends to play with, this is actually uh, a really fun looter shooter. Yeah, I mean, sure, even if you're a loner loser like me, it's still a lot of fun <laughs> playing with randos. Oh, you got us, but we won't play with you. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think what this game also needs is a uh, text communication per se. I mean, in terms of like how Apex Legends does it in terms I know. of pinging. It needs something like that. I was yeah. about to mention, another EA property has managed to make online communication almost perfect with Apex Legends. Yeah, yeah. And then they kind of butchered it with, um, yeah, Anthem. Because when you're, especially when you're down and out for the calm, unless your 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 players see you from far away, they won't know that you're down for the count and stuff, oh, yeah. you know? Like, like, I only went down for the count in the first couple of missions I played because I was very low level and I was mm-hmm. playing on hard because I don't know why. Yeah, more more loot. You get more yeah. loot anyway, yeah. Exactly. But uh, yeah, I once spent, I think, 10 minutes just waiting and I, I saw my like my teammates like standing around me and they weren't bringing me up because I was right next to where the mission point was. Uh, and I think it bugged out to where you could because it's the same contextual button. It's F for me, yeah. yeah. So they're like, press F to revive, press F to do the thing. No, I want to revive the guy. So I had to listen to the like voiceover shit while still doing my uh, Colin Kaepernick <laughs> move. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but also at the same time, um, I mean, another complaint I have that I really need to bring up is the fact that once you hit a certain level... Like, about 30 is the... About cap, right? 30-ish when you can I unlock mean, like, Grandmaster mode. Not just that, like the fact that just to get to level 20, uh, it's so tedious because every enemy is such a bullet sponge. Yeah. And it's like all these missions take way too long than it, like... But so here's the, the weird thing because the thing is, uh, for the retail copy, I did get the the Legion of Dawn legendary item. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. And the thing is, I was like playing with a couple of friends who were creating new javelins from level one. Mm-hmm. And yeah, my weapons do way more damage than their weapons. Oh, that that's. It's very clear that they're gonna definitely gonna do the. Uh, the pre-order like um you not, get this, not just you that, but the there's gonna items. be because definitely they 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 have the micro sh- they have the shop within the game yeah the where you, shards where you can use shards or uh, I think what credits or money no, it's just called coin they just called coin yeah yeah, like, yeah coins in game shards yeah. is you know real money and they're already announcing like oh here's uh new skins and new stuff yeah. and then like the thing is like you have enough resources to get this going why don't you use the same resources to fix the game first. Exactly. Like, I think we can come to that conclusion. Because yeah. EA had the worst stock dip in a decade recently, so they're more caring about how to get money back fast. Because not enough people bought FIFA. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> not enough people bought, like, UFC. Did they do the UFC games? No, right. Yeah, yeah. they still have UFC games. Yeah, guys. they do. But, you know, the last one was absolutely terrible and no one bought it. Yeah, oh well. But at the same time, like, why play UFC? Play Dragon Ball. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or Tekken 7, yeah. Or Tekken 7. 7. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, maybe... Like, let's go around the table. Uh, how disappointed are you with the game, Mr. Toffee? I... Okay, the key word here is promise. I mean, I can see things happening for Anthem, hopefully, if EA doesn't fuck it up in the next three, four months. Because for loot and shooter games to actually be in your prime, they gotta be okay at launch and they gotta be better as time goes by. 
I like to actually take bring up Warframe as a really good example because from 2013 to 2000, like now, it's like you got from a really okay game to like the best loot and shoot game that anyone can play because you don't have to pay full price for it. Yeah. And the thing is, they went free to play quite recently, right? Or like a few years what, ago. Didn't uh, Warframe was, has always been free to play. It's just that you know yeah, it just built up over time. Yeah, uh, no, I mean, Destiny, Warframe was Destiny never a paid game. No, it was never okay. a paid game, and people are more than happy to pay money for like the skins or whatever. And you get like pets as well, I think, for microtransactions. Yeah, yeah, the Kubros, the Kubros, and the yeah. other cat dog thingies. Yeah, but the point is they kind of nurtured the community really well to the point where they're more than happy to play this game forever and ever and the developers are always making new content every single year who's the developer and the publisher for this? Uh, Digital Extremes they've been doing this themselves for so it's self-published yeah self-published okay Yeah, I mean like even Destiny when it first came out everyone was kind of disappointed because remember this was the guys who broke away from Microsoft for making Halo to do Mm -hmm. their first thing and it was like this is it but then but to Destiny's credit it got better when um, that expansion came out The Taken King it the actually Taken got better King yeah. made it yeah. a new game entirely yeah, yeah. I agree with, with that with the new so system maybe, and everything and the fighting yeah yeah and maybe we'll have to have the first expansion pack to truly see the full potential of Anthem which is the problem yeah, I guess. yeah it's a real problem yeah right? it is but yeah. it's not the first time Bioware's done this like Mass Effect 3 only became worth playing after the Citadel DLC which was like the final one they released three years Ooh, after. Oh, I got release. another good example. Uh, the first Division. I mean, people didn't actually play mm. the... I mean, they didn't, it didn't get a warm reception when it first came out. But I think after its first year, a lot of people just jumped on board for some mm. reason. Because they revamped a lot of things here and there. Mm. And when I played the Division 2 beta like recently, and it's, it's clear that they have been listening to their audience. Like, okay, you know what would make this shooter better? No load times at all whatsoever, except when you die. <laughs> yeah, no load times. That would be so much fun, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> what in modern video gaming? Is that even possible? Yeah. Hey. It is if you know how to program your game right, I guess. I think that's the, the, I think that's what I wanna say most of all when it comes to my biggest disappointment is not only is the pedigree and the money involved with this, but the fact that they didn't hit it not I was not expecting them to hit it out of the park. But at least get every, like you know the core basic stuff right. Yeah, well, Bioware's never been great with load times. I, I mean, say. they've never been. This is their first looter shooter. Okay, yeah. maybe we can give them that. I mean, they did have experience. In uh, terms of like the actual gameplay mechanics, I think it's pretty damn solid. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. I agree. But it's I mean, fine. Feels it's fine. M- like very refined. Yeah, but I mean, the thing is, um, like you want to compare this to something like Division or Warframe, right? Like, okay, for me, greatest. Looter shooter all time hands down, nine upon ten is still Borderlands too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the yeah, thing is, definitely. it has the the perfect drop in drop out gameplay. Okay, nothing interferes with anything else. The story is fun and vivid and crazy. I mean, I think maybe this is Bioware biting off more than they can chew because I see a lot of emphasis on creating the worlds and the verticality and just making. I mean, the game's gorgeous. Yeah. Don't get me oh, wrong. Yeah. It's super no gorgeous. No question, yeah. It's a pretty game, but the thing is, right, when it comes to something that's uh, multiplayer-specific and also at the same time, like, very dependent on just running properly. Yeah. Like, we can do away with the graphics. Just make a game that works because, like, you gotta put the fun and functionality here. Yeah, I mean, like, functionally, it's fine, and the jetpack stuff is good enough mm. yeah but, but I don't know man if you're competing against other mm. loot shooters out there you gotta be more than just fine yeah. Per se. yeah and the main strength of Bioware which has always been its storytelling it's it's not at play here yeah yeah it's like the world concept is cool and I like the whole idea of like you know the anthem of creation sounds like a pretty cool concept but it's with not the like, ciphers and stuff yeah I mean it's just kind of there it doesn't feel all that deep whereas with Mass Effect, within the first 30 minutes, immediately you realize this is a full universe that's been expanding as its own history. Just from the, the way people are talking about it, like, this feels like a lived-in world. Whereas this is kind of like, this is the world, this is a step, off you go. It's like, it feels like they've lost their touch a little bit. Yeah, but I mean, a uh, double-edged sword here, but this is their first attempt at something like this. Yeah. And also at the same time, there is definite executive pressure at play here, especially oh, when sure. you see what's attached with the microtransactions and the short feature. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I don't know. The game doesn't feel rushed. The game felt like too many hands and too many strings pulled at the same time. Yeah. But, I would say this. Uh, I mean, let's just wrap this up. Overall impressions. I would say 
it's a fun game. I'm yeah. not saying it's not fun. And the thing is, if you play it with friends, it can be. Uh, it's probably going to be some of the best multiplayer you have. But there is that uh, that niggling side note of, yeah, make sure your computer can handle it. Oh, for sure. Or like, if you're gonna get this on console, yeah, then totally different animal over I there. I can't but, yeah, imagine yeah. this running well on uh, even just original Xbox One. Like, you need I to think get... every review I've uh, seen, Xbox or One is at 1080p. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean like. Xbox or, One X to make it run legitimately well. I think most of the impressions so far the last week, the past few days, has all been on the PC version of the game. Mm. So. Yeah, because the thing is you can actually... you got the early access on PC. Not just that, you can actually maximize your settings and you can tweak your machine to yeah. cater to certain things. I mean, like what I understand from the console releases is that the PS4 version is the go-to version to get. Oh, yeah. Because the Xbox One X yeah. struggles to run it at 2K. Oh, damn. Yeah, whereas the PS4 Pro, it's a little bit more optimized for that. I mean, there is going to be a lot of speculation out there, especially where people feel like, oh, this is one of those console games that got a bad PC port. But nah, it was actually developed on the PC first. And then it was just lucky that it can run smooth on the, the PS4. Yeah. But I would also say this, like, it's an unfinished game. Oh, I mean, let's sure. just call it for what it is. It's an unfinished yeah. game with the promise of all these uh, world like events that's going to be happening over the next uh, couple of few weeks. months or so like maybe the yeah. end of the year whether they follow through or not end game uh, content sure uh, so it's like we'll why am I paying full price for something that you don't you haven't even started working on yet yeah so that's like the, the, the big thing is basically this is why I blame EA more than Bioware I feel like yeah, Bioware did this independently or with a less greedy publisher yeah they're this trying would, the Dendus to do an action RPG they wouldn't have made vein. it they would have made it always online massive multiplayer they would have made it more focused maybe four person co-op would drop in drop out and mm. I think it's it would be something that like threaded narrative in perfectly rather yeah. than this kind of like you just return to shop and things happen and then you know you just explore this rather it's a big world yeah but you run out of things to do very quickly. It's wide and shallow rather than a bit more narrow and deeper. I mean like it, let's just compare it to something like Borderlands where right. it's like each part of that world feels like a totally different thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just the interactions with the NPCs and the fact that like the universe that it creates is just so uh, engaging and deep and fun. Yeah. You know? And at the same time... Also, like, it's shell-sided, so, you know, it's still pretty, just in a different way. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, like, one of the detriments, I would say, is the fact that they were focusing so much on just making this game look gorgeous. It's mm. like, yeah, yeah, you nailed that. But... You haven't... The, the rest it, of the game, not so much. You, you didn't work seem on to optimize part. everything else. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's basically... EA keeps saying we have Frostbite Frostbite is great yes we know it was great four years ago when we saw it for the first time sure it was great on FIFA it was great on these games can yeah. you even use it properly you know yeah that sort of thing. actually that's another thing that I want to briefly touch on EA now yeah. forces all of their uh, developers to use Frostbite really yeah. it's a proprietary engine for the company or uh, DICE made it and then DICE like are they still kind of attached to EA yeah just they still, still are. I mean, still directly owned, Battlefield yeah. and stuff. You just the Battlefield games, basically, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, it's basically them saying, okay, this is the toy from one of our uh, children. All of you must now play with this. and just Everybody must share. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. Uh, but, okay, how about this? Uh, let's uh, cap this off properly, going around the table again. Anything positive you want to bring up? Uh, I think because this is my first ever looter shooter, uh, I really enjoyed myself. Yeah. I mean, but I've only played four to five hours of it. Okay. Maybe I'll get bored of it after 10, You'll get, 15 hours. Once you hit level 12 and uh, everything becomes a bullet sponge, yeah, that's the moment. Uh, we'll see. I mean, I've try, try, try to get to level 20 or 30 and go from there. We'll see. Maybe. I'm still on the... And then you start the GM missions. I'm still on a 10-hour trial, so I'll see how far I can get before I have to actually spend money on this game. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, you're doing it through the premiere. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, Origin Basic. Alright, mm-hmm. how about you, Mr. Yeah. Toffee? Anything you do kind of enjoy about this game? I mean, I've played a lot of loot and shooters. I mean, especially Warframe. So, playing this, it feels like Bioware has a long way to go. Or mm-hmm. EA. They have a long way to go before they actually can make it their game, per se. Like, the game to actually make people get away from other loot and shooters like Destiny or whatnot. So, but in the meantime, I still do like the flying around and playing as a Storm and playing as an Interceptor. I mean, I played the other classes. They're fine and all, but... I think those two kind of stuck to me. So maybe I'll stick on a bit longer, play through, try to actually at least get to level 30. I'm still 22, by the way. So need to actually get to that point, maybe after the patch and maybe have more concrete views after that. But in the meantime, I think Bioware has a long way to go before they get to that time where they can actually make the game perfect. Oh, for or sure. Good. 
Yeah, this game still is... Needs would, to be in the oven a bit longer. I would yeah. say this is 65% of the way there. Like, fundamentals are down, mm -hmm. more or less, but it needs that killer content that makes you say, I want to play this over Destiny yeah. 2, over Division 2, over every other looter shooter out there. Yeah. I mean, the I'm honestly, yeah, I'm honestly looking forward to that Division 2, to be honest, after playing Anthem, after playing the beta, so that's yeah. a bit of a worrying sign la, for... I mean, jetpacks are cool and all, but you can't just sell on jetpacks. Yeah. Nope. You can't. Because yeah. Dogfoy tried that and look what. Like, how many people remember that game? Because more or less the pre sequel tried that and nobody cared. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for me, like, it is a fun game and the only thing that I can definitely recommend is if you have three other buddies to play with mm -hmm. and they all pretty much can handle your personality. Yeah. Because you'll be playing this. I mean, the thing is, these battles are very drawn out. So I would say. Oh, the stronghold missions when you put it on hard, yeah, it gets very drawn out. It gets very tedious, but and there's always that fear where, oh my god, this could be a bug level when you're playing like pre day <laughs> one. So, like you might end up ahead of your allies, and you'd be like, oh, you have to restart this all over again. Yeah, I mean stuff like that, but also at the same time, uh, I mean multiplayer wise, it's fun. It's fun uh, in a way that does not justify the price point entry unfortunately yeah uh, but i think i would be a bit happier if this game was like maybe 20 or free to play i mean that's not gonna happen but still, it's definitely I gonna happen want... i see i see that happening because the thing is once it becomes more uh, interested in the microtransactions but i would say um not recommended for day one no no wait 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 for when they patch it or wait for when they do the first event and I then think see what it goes event and then Maybe first DLC even, mm. which is which is already out. <laughs> if you think about yeah, it, yeah, true. I mean, but if you like get the pre-order stuff, maybe in six months' time there'll be like some major. They need a couple of events, like how they did for Destiny. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So I mean, I would definitely recommend the, uh, the Last King fans give this one a miss. Uh, it's uh, not the hype that no. it was promised. So, but then again, I don't feel like this game was particularly hyped. I never oh, saw dude, it was Oh, there was a lot dude. Was a lot I mean, of hype. Okay, no, let me rephrase. Um, EA yeah. tried to hype it, but I didn't see people responding saying, oh my god, I'm so excited. I mean, like, the response is one thing, but if you want to see And hype, there was that launch video as well, the one you showed us at one time. The, the one that was Blomkamp, directed yeah. by Neil Blomkamp. That's yeah, a lot Blomkamp, of yeah. hype money right there, sir. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm differencing between, like, trying to force hype and like actual like raw oh, hype from like people I mean you're, you're talking about the anticipation yeah okay well, uh, what, right, right, what right. I meant is like yeah this game oh, was no, definitely course, advertised of course I up. had a lot of marketing EA has a huge marketing department sure they do man like I remember when I had to listen to Seven Nation Army for two months for Battlefield 1 <laughs> still a good song oh it's a great song yeah, it, that is, was it a, is that was a really good cover of Seven Nation Army no it wasn't yeah. <laughs> but I would say yeah so maybe we should wrap this up uh, you guys want to give this a score or should we also treat this as a work in progress this is work I'm in progress. treating this as a work in progress because so I want to no see the capabilities of this game no score yet maybe in a month's time we'll be like actually yeah no shaped out to be nice I think we're going to do what we did with Civilization 6 we're going to definitely uh, give this the benefit of the doubt and maybe return back to it in the course of the next maybe two or three weeks and then we make our final verdict uh, but as of now if you guys are going to get this day one I mean for some of you guys who already got it off the unfortunate uh, origin premiere pass enjoy it <laughs> sure Yeah, maybe try to fine. grab some fun at least you'll be playing the non-broken version you know what one. think of it this way uh, you, you have access to Battlefield 5 you have access to all the games so yeah. you yeah. know what hey you can play Sims instead if you want if, if you love waiting for things to happen yeah. <laughs> you don't have to suffer like we did which yeah. is good yeah. <laughs> or you can play the first Mass Effect again or you can play all the Mass yeah. Effects well, all even the shitty one not the DLC you have to buy the DLC it's still better yeah. okay mm -hmm. so uh, definitely I mean Anthem uh, bit of a whimper but I would say uh, wait and see bro is it? wait and see yeah yeah, yeah. So maybe you know what? Let's wrap up this episode. It's been fun talking about video games. Finally, we are a video yeah, games yeah. podcast. Know, right. And next week we're like, gonna get back to it with Oscar season. Oh goddamn! And yeah. movies, our favorite movies of the year last yes, year. Oscars and movies. Uh, Definitely two about... very unconnected topics. <laughs> Oscars and movies. Okay, so uh, wrapping up. This is uh, Shafiq. This has been Tom. And this is Mustafi signing out. <laughs> <laughs>